0: Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful,
1: and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where do you go?
2: Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, you're certainly missing out today because we just uh, had a breaking commitment. Clay Wheaton committed to Auburn. We'll talk about that more. And to help me do it all is all these lovely faces. <laughs> I mean, lovely, especially Keith's.
3: Yeah, I'm like frozen in time.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> you don't age. No. Do not age. Hey, if you're not a member of Auburn Live on 3, go check us out, man. You get a f- one week for free, then it's only uh, 50% off for an annual subscription. Absolute steal with all the information going on. Hell, even in recruiting. Auburn just picked up one this morning. Uh, Jay, hedge Cole Pinkston, Keith Niebuhr, thanks, fellows, for joining us. Zach in the back. Appreciate you, too. Let's talk Auburn recruiting. Auburn recruiting includes Clay Whedon, offensive lineman from Carol Day, Carol Wood Day in Tampa, Florida, announced Friday morning that he will be committing to Auburn. Thoughts on the commitment? We'll start up top with Jay Head.
0: Uh, Really huge. I mean, when you look at needs in this class, offensive line is probably one, edge probably two. Right now, getting Clay Whedon is one more piece to the puzzle as far as solidifying that need. Now, I think there are discrepancies in how people project him. I see him purely as an interior guy, but you need interior guys in this class. You need, if you've watched our offensive line this season, realizing that we need people that can move guys off the ball, that can create, you know what I mean, that can create push on the line of scrimmage is a huge need for us. Love this kid's power, like his length. I think he's a really great addition. Now, he's not ready to play from day one, but you put him in that maturation process for two or three years in a college strength and conditioning program, I think he could have something. So a really big pickup for us.
2: Cole, what you think about uh, Clay?
1: Yeah, I, th- I just think it's big for, for the offensive line class to get another guy, um, number one. Number two, I like Clay, and, and I think he's a, a good fit for the program. And, and for what Auburn's all about, he just seems to love it. So that's always a big deal. And – um you know, as soon as he got the opportunity to jump back in, he did. So, that, to me, that's important, and that's that's always a good thing. And uh, as far as a player, man, I mean, his frame is what you want. His frame is exactly what you're looking for, 6'6", 290, maybe even a little bit heavier than that, but in a good way. And um, I think he's got some ability to play guard and, and uh, a little bit stiff to play tackle, but guard, he could move some people off the ball. So, yeah, I think he's a... Uh, couple years developmental maybe, trying to get in the weight room and adjust. But uh, I like to pick up, and you you can't have enough offensive linemen right now if you're Auburn.
2: Uh, I was told by somebody who knows a lot more than me, um, he could project at right, tackle, but may end up at guard. And and those are the guys we've been talking about, those swing guys, those versatile guys. But being able to do it all um, is certainly a big – Clay Whedon, of course, committed to Michigan State back in June. Canceled his official visit to Auburn, appeared done. Auburn continued Joe Bernardi, Darren Usher, um, uh, Will Friend, Brian Harson. A lot of these guys stayed on him. Specifically, I think Joe Bernardi probably led that charge. Um, Drew, Drew Fabianich was in on that too. I mean, th- it, was a, it was a total team effort with Clay Whedon. Got him back up to campus for the LSU game on an unofficial visit. And I think that's where Whedon was like, man – you know, and and I wrote him behind the scenes. He had actually considered committing, and Cole, I believe you put the first projection in for for Clay Whedon, our pre- prediction back in January or February, and that he 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 said, hey, you know, I, I was I was thinking about committing then, um, really was, and then of course the coup happened, um, the stability of the coaches. It was just kind of a, a, a an awkward time at Auburn, so he held off. He went to Michigan State. Uh, went up there in June, committed. Went back in Ju- July for an unofficial visit. Pretty much done. Michigan State's recruited the hell out of the South. Hell, they've got Stanton Ramil from Thompson committed, a uh, big op- big offensive tackle that Auburn really needs and would love to have. So, we, uh, Auburn just kept pecking away, pecking away. Got him back up for the LSU game, and, and that's when I think he was like, man, regardless of what's going on here, I love it here. This is where I belong. This is, you know, I love to hunt. I love to fish. I, I, I love my family being a lot closer, one yeah. state away instead of ten. Yeah. Don't don't quote me on that.
4: <laughs>
2: I, have, I have no idea where Michigan is. I think it's due north. Um, so big, big get. He he decommitted Monday night. He'd actually made his decision decision after that LSU visit. Like, hey, this is it. All right, uh, and thought about it though. Wanted to make sure. Decided last weekend and came in uh, Monday and uh, alerted Michigan State and then informed Auburn yesterday and then announced his decision today. So, big, big get there for Auburn. Big, because offensive line, like Jay had said, is such a, such a crucial. And, and Which takes us into offensive line recruiting. We've talked about the, the large class, the large number of guys in offensive line. Auburn is an overhaul of the offensive line roster. An uh, absolute overhaul. And they're ab- absolutely trying to get it. Now, with Whedon committed. you've got Whedon, swing guy. You got Janoris Wilson projects as a right tackle. At least he plays that in high school. Could do the same. He could also be a guard. Uh, you got Braden Joyner as a center. Uh-huh. That's three. And I, I really only think Auburn's going to take one or two more high school guys and going to fill out with six, at least six older guys. Older guys meaning JUCO guys uh-huh. and transfer portal. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I think the top two targets left on the board are DJ Chester and Stanton Ramil. 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 I think Auburn would take one or both of those and call it a day high school recruiting. Uh, then you're looking at the JUCO guys. Take two to three JUCO guys. Take a, a Keyshawn Blackstock. See if you can't get Elijah Felipe or Isaiah Jenna. Yada.
0: Yada. Oh, wow. Boom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. First
1: Yuan, now Yada. That's right.
2: right. Yes. If y'all need names pronounced correctly, you just let me know, okay?
0: Yeah, please, God, don't come
2: to me. <laughs> I've, I've been calling him Jada. I've been calling him Jada. Somebody last time, somebody last night was like, y- you mean Yada? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, those three JUCO guys, take two or all of those guys if you can, and then look to the portal. Hopefully for Auburn there will be some talent in the portal. Take two or three of those guys. Uh, try to get six older guys to to replenish that. Upper class roster lack of, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith, you uh, put up after Stanton. I mean, after Clay committed today, you put up who could be next. Speaking of Blackstock, and then you've also had a lot of information on him throughout the week. Tell us where Auburn is right now with uh, Keyshawn Blackstock.
3: Yeah, man, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, with Blackstock, and actually, let me just backtrack. You mentioned the portal. Uh, I've been told by a couple people in the last week that there are, and I think you've heard the same thing, Jeffrey, that there are offensive linemen at other schools that absolutely know that Auburn is going to need a whole load of offensive linemen.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I, I don't know how to say this. I mean, contact can't be made, but it sounds like some wheels are in motion. That these kids know they have, and and, and, and they well, let's put it that way, they know the deal. Okay. They're they're looking at Auburn going, hmm. Yes. Oh, yes, hmm. now, and that's, I'm going to tell you, that's not coming from anybody at Auburn. But anyway, Blackstock's right. uh, an interesting one. You know, his dad, uh, diehard Auburn fan, you know, broke down when his son was offered by Auburn. He, he loves the Tigers so much. Um, but it's not a foregone conclusion he's going to pick Auburn. I mean, Auburn still has to do the work, and they're working on it. They're going to, uh, according to the father that uh, – Brian Harson, offensive line coach Will Friend are going to be out at Coffeeville Community College next Saturday when Auburn has a, a, an open an open date. I think Cadillac Williams is also going to that game too, so I need to figure out what's going on there. But um, they're making some headway here. Uh, you know, the kid's really just looking for a reason to pick Auburn. I mean, that's it sounds like. I mean, he's he's an he's got an open mind. He's looking at a lot of schools, but if Auburn really pushes, I mean, that's the school he grew up going to the games. His dad helped build the dorms on Donahue that a lot of the football players live in. Gabe Wright is a family to them. Brandon Jacobs, Brad Lester are mentors. I mean, this is sort of meant to be. But, you know, for the young guy, it's got to be – it can't just be with your heart. It's got to be with your head, too. So he's looking at the situation. But uh, I think that they're going to be in a pretty strong position. I think going to visit him next week is going to be, be here. and He's going to know, hey, they want him. Uh, the mother – uh, is going to be going to a game on her own soon she's never been so it, it, it's uh, it's tracking positively for Auburn right now for Keyshawn Blackman who I talked to somebody uh, who actually has followed them for a while and, and you guys know him uh, it's Jairus McIntyre he knows mm-hmm. the, too, the former Auburn receiver head coach down at Tampa Catholic he watched the film he said man he's a big dude he's long and he is athletic yes they that's a guy that they need to take and you know they got to take a lot of linemen, not just because they're going to have a lot of spots open, but let's be honest. If you sign six linemen, offensive linemen, how many of them are ever going to start?
2: You hope at least two, right?
3: I hope so. Yeah. The you got to sign a lot, knowing that the percentage of guys that really are going to be good enough to start is probably under fifty percent. So we're hearing now. I, I, I'm starting to think it could be a high, high number out of JUCO and portal. Combined. Yeah. Like it, it, I mean, I, maybe P- portal could be really high and they're telling kids, they're being upfront hey, the high school guys. You're probably going to have to be developed a little bit. Um, and the junior college guys are going to have a shot, but it's uh, I don't know if they're going to guarantee spots to anybody. They they want a big competition, but it's going to be a whole new group of offensive linemen next year. And it'll be, and then also, you know, we don't know is there going to be our guys that could come back to Auburn. Will they be back? Mm. And then, on top of all that, we may, we don't know yet who the coach is going to be next year for Auburn, so there's a lot of uncertainty here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, what's going on with Blackstock? Uh, oh, by the way, and if they land him, it's, it's worth pointing out, is very, very close with Sean Tompkins, the Baylor commit, who attends the high school that Blackstock once attended. And uh, I think Tompkins is going to get over to an Auburn game fairly soon. He doesn't know much about Auburn, neither do his parents. They've been actually hitting up Blackstock's parents for information about Auburn. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. If Auburn lands Blackstock, and uh, he'd like to commit somewhere fairly soon because he wants to help recruit, but if Auburn lands him and they want Tompkins, they're going to have a shot to land Tompkins. I think.
2: Keith, have you put in a proje- uh, prediction yet?
3: For for who, Blackstock? Mm-hmm. No, only because you know, sometimes I just forget, to be honest with you. But you no, know, I don't... I mean, I feel good, but you know they gotta—they they want a closer relationship with uh, with Will Friend, and um, you know I think they want to see how the next week or two shake out. But it, it's—it's—I mean, it sounds like Auburn's in a favorable spot. Let's put it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it,
2: if I was making a mock class, he would be in it. Yeah. The only thing—the um, only reason I'm not rushing to make a prediction there is because I think he loves this recruiting process. His father loves this. I mean. Yeah. They didn't get recruited out of high school. This yeah. is all new to them. Well, and,
3: he's going to Illinois this weekend. That just came out of the blue. That came out of nowhere. That wasn't even school that was being mentioned, and now he's officially visiting. Now, is he going to end up in Illinois? Probably. You wouldn't think so, but I, this is first official visit he's ever taken. So that what that tells you is maybe don't watch out for Illinois, but maybe watch out for unknown variables that may pop up. Okay? Yeah. So I kind of feel the same way Jeffrey on and Jay Head and Cole on Ruben Bain. I'm sort of, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's. I, I think he's going to FSU this weekend. We know that he loves Auburn, but we've heard from other schools that he talks up those schools when he's talking to them. So I, I just want to hear a little bit more. Same with I,
2: I completely agree. I'm in, in the same boat. Uh, I'm glad you said that, Keith. As Ruben Bain, he would definitely be in my hell. I got him at 75 percent on the hot board. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's
2: amazing. Um, I, I would certainly have him in my mock class. I think he may wait to see if something were to happen with Auburn's coaching staff in the near future. Um, but but I will say this. Blackstock, Reuben Bain, Clay Whedon, all three of those guys, even with the new staff, I don't see my opinion on them changing.
3: You make a hell of a point, Jeffrey. And I'm going to tell you something. Blackstock's dad told me the other day. He said that when they talked to the GM Drew Fabian, that's a pretty good note here that, that Drew assured them that um, you, you know whether if you commit and something happens, to the staff you will have a spot. You're going to have a spot, and um, so
2: they will honor. They will honor the commitments.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. Hard, I
2: have um, you know. I have a little note
1: on Keyshawn Blackstock as well. What do you got? Uh, Let's go. Uh, a source of mine that I talked to from a different school who was interested in, in Keyshawn. Um, told me that guy could start at Auburn next year, and it doesn't matter what they do in the portal. He's good enough to start and be a major upgrade. They told me the same thing about Janoris Wilson. So this is not coming from Auburn.
3: Interesting thing about Blackstock, he's still just scratching the surface, we think. He was a kid that was born with a a very bad bacterial infection and was in a medically induced coma as a a toddler – and then as a first grader was in a coma for days and was hospitalized for almost half a year, okay? And so he wasn't able to play football really until he got to high school and didn't really make an impact at football until his last couple of years of high school. So he is just now really figuring it all out. Body, how to play, all that stuff. Smart kid, okay, very smart kid. Got the athletic athleticism, got the frame and may still have a high ceiling. He's not tapped out. He hadn't played since he was six years old. Okay, It's a pretty remarkable story, really. I agree, Keith. And to me,
0: versatility with his game. I think he could line up outside or inside. I don't think he's exclusively a tackle. I think he's a guy that could could definitely slot into guard, so contingent on who else you sign. Having a guy that's that versatile is extremely important in the class, as big as what Auburn's prepared to
3: take. And- And if you can get him, I mean, again, now it's going to sound weird that I say this. He loves Auburn, okay, loves Auburn. Grew up a diehard Auburn fan, but it's not a foregone conclusion they're going to get him. But if they do get him, right? uh, He's, you know, fans on our board always say, "Can we just get guys with heart that love Auburn?" Well, this is a guy that's got heart, loves Auburn, and has a hell of a lot of talent, and he's probably going to play hard for Auburn now. Okay, it's going to mean a little bit more to him. There's a, so much going on in his family. Uh, his mother, I believe, lost uh, a set of twins. Mm. They were born. I mean, it's just a, a really a, a story with the, that's kind of fascinating from many different angles. But he's a he's a you, you're right, Cole. I mean, I'm not an analyst like you, know, you and I know Jay head tracks that the, the, the an analysis starter or uh, you know what I mean. Uh, evalu- <laughs> you're, you're, he, I'm not he, an evaluator here. He
2: sounds better than we do.
3: Yeah, Jeff's not a Jeff's not a name pronunciator and I'm not an evaluator. But uh, but yeah, he uh That's, that's
2: a yada of presumptions there, that's, Keith.
3: That's, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the question is now Brian Harson and and uh, Will Friend are supposed to be his game next weekend, okay? Man, every day there's something new pops up, right? Right. You know? But
2: we gotta keep you know, we gotta keep keep on like it's keeping on i mean uh, otherwise we just hang it up for a little a little bit uh yeah, but yeah. keep, keep it on with the same you know we we mentioned reuben bain in the same breath as we did clay Whedon, You are talking about guys who love auburn um who will play hard for auburn man i cole i think you get the same kind of vibe from reuben as i do um just a guy don't get me wrong now he loves rock bell, bell and Tony. Mm-hmm. He loves Rock oh, Bellantoni. Yes. Yeah, he does. And, and listen, if Rock Bellantoni is here in December, it would be hard for me to imagine Ruben Bain going anywhere else other than yeah, Auburn.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I I like to try to do both when I'm doing the in game uh, you know, analysis and all that. I like to also hang out around the recruiting section, just see how they're reacting to the game and the atmosphere and to me, man, he was so locked into the game, and he was jumping up out of his seat every time that there was a big defensive stop or a sack or something like that. Uh, and, and you've seen him tweet, you know, mm-hmm. come am on defense" or whatever when Auburn's playing. So he's got he's got a real affinity to Auburn for whatever reason. And even though he's from South Florida, I mean, you know, I, I just I think he's somebody that is really looking hard at Auburn and, and wants to wants to see what it's what it's all about. Maybe commit. I, We'll
2: see. Yeah, I, I don't think that's out of the question. He's also, uh, also very good friends and getting some, uh, love.
1: <laughs> oh, from one
2: seven. from one seven. One seven. Throw him the damn ball. <laughs> A lot of variables here working for Auburn. Uh, I at this point in time, and, and and listen, Keith, you said it, and I will reemphasize it. He is being very welcoming to Auburn, and he's being—he's given them a lot of reason to be optimistic. I don't know if he's doing the same with other schools. I do know he had—he was wearing Auburn towels this past weekend in his game. He is absolutely in constant contact with Auburn, and, and 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 telling them the things that you would want to hear if you were recruiting him. Is he telling the same thing to Florida State, Alabama, Louisville, all those other schools? I don't know. I don't I don't know that. He could be, absolutely. Other but
3: interesting, I, another interesting dynamic here is that his teammate has now emerged as there a, you go. a huge it's Auburn target. We talked it's yesterday, it's yesterday and I, I said, All right, if Alex Sanford is the most likely linebacker to end up in the class, who would be the next most likely? And I was told keep an eye on Stanquan Clark. Now Auburn had and Christian Robinson, the linebackers coach, had been in touch with him for a long time, then it cooled off, then he committed, I think, to, he's committed to Louisville, if my memory's right here. Yeah. Uh, and now things are heating up again, and not just with Auburn, but with Miami, too, it appears. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those South Florida kids, man, it is not a foregone conclusion that they, that they stay there. And on the one hand, you can stay and rebuild Miami and try to build Miami into the, this, the program that your, your mom and your dad remember, right? Uh, on the other hand, you could try something different. And so they're, they're, a lot of the kids wrestle with that, those two thoughts. But Stanquan Clark, we're told, and he was at the LSU game, we're told he had a great time along with all the Miami Central kids, mm. not just Reuben Bain, all of them. I guess there were about five or six up in there. And now he's going to come back with his family for the Texas A&M game for an official visit. And so that one's really, you know, when Christian Robinson locks in on a guy now, uh, he, you know, he ain't no dummy. He knows what he's doing. And so we're told that they're gonna go. Auburn's gonna go to the Miami Central game next Friday on their off week. And it's gonna be interesting to see which Auburn coaches are there. Rock will be there, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Christian Robinson is he gonna be there too, or does he need to go see another linebacker? Now he can go see Alex Sanford this week because they're playing at Ole Miss, and that kid plays in Oxford High. So Auburn doesn't <clears throat> stay in Oxford. They historically, I believe, have stayed in. Historically, have stayed in Tupelo if my memory's correct. But that's an easy drive over. So uh, if you go see Alex Sanford this week, which would be kind of nonsensical not to, I would think, right?
4: Then mm-hmm.
3: uh, you go see Reuben Bain and uh, and, and Stan Quan Clark next week. You've got your two big linebacker targets there, uh, and you've been able to see them in person. But does Brian Harson go to that game next Friday? I think he, I think he does. I think I don't. If he doesn't, I. He, I I'd be curious to where he would go. That would be bigger than that game, right? I mean, that's yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, Harson's you know, first visit down to Traz Powell, Man, there ain't nothing like that stadium. I can tell you that, guys. That is a <laughs> wild place. Okay, you uh, got
2: to you got to think Auburn next week. Almost every day we'll be out on the road recruiting. Oh, sure,
3: Perfect.
1: yeah, got to be. Going to be a. Um, he, he was one of the guys standing next to me during the Auburn game, uh, Auburn LSU game. When in the fourth quarter, basically the entire recruiting section filed out onto the field and stood in the end zone. And I, uh, and to my left was Cameron Coleman, the 2024 receiver from Phoenix City. And to my right was Stan Kwan Clark. And they were, I mean, I thought I was in the student section, the way it was, the way they were acting, you know, had their shakers and, and going crazy and all yeah. that. And uh, just talked to Stan Quan off the record, man. He, as a player, he kind of reminds me of Montavious Atkinson that used to play linebacker for Auburn. Yeah, that's, that's
3: a fair comparison.
2: Yeah. Oh, man, he Mon- Monty had some long arms, dude. He could scratch yeah. his ankles without bending over. That's
3: about right. Hey, when you, that's when about were right. talking to him, did you get his phone number? <laughs> I haven't been able to get a hold of the kid.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did. I have not been able well, to get a hold of
1: him either.
3: <laughs> that uh, well, interesting thing, though, you know, we, we do talk about not to be a negative Nancy here, but you know, all the kids celebrating with Auburn. The most famous celebration of the last decade was Rashawn, uh, Rashawn don't, Evans. don't do a <laughs> no, <just> <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily mean everything, but that was the kick uh, six and, yeah and, and, you know and, and I think we're all hearing the same thing that that the the n i l on to victory is they got there we we heard for a year and a half oh it's going to be great blah 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 well now we're hearing it from people not just on the inside killing it, not just people, not just people who. Uh, I don't want to not not take shots anybody, but you know again, the people that were running it were always oh, it's going great, it's going but then we never saw anything. we never saw any you know, and we
2: were I, hearing differently from yes,
3: we it i don't I didn't have word that but well, now we hear like
2: <laughs> conflicting yeah, reports,
3: yeah, and in fact, I've heard a couple of people said, man if if would have had this six months ago, nine months ago, twelve months ago, wow, uh you know that was probably a little bit of uh. Pollyanna with that too, but it's it it is does seem to be making a difference. I mean, are we all hearing that? I am. No, yeah,
0: I
2: I haven't heard anything negative about On to Victory since Brett Whiteside and uh, Beth Burkett took over.
1: No, they're 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 going pretty good now. I think.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, look, you guys had Drew Fabianic on your show on Inside the Twenty, and he talked about the value of having a collective being able to individually meet with the prospect and say this is what we have available. That wasn't there before. It was a coach saying, hey, if even that, saying, hey, this is a deal that we've had for this guy in the past. But now you have people that can legitimately talk to the individual prospect themselves and say, without a doubt, this is what you could make at Auburn should you enroll here. And that makes a huge difference when you have that legitimacy to it. But back to Stan and Cole, I don't know if you've watched his high school film. He's a guy that's still learning how to put out in the box. He excels in space, and so that's yeah. why I love your Montrevious-Atkinson comparison. But he's a guy that's still learning the technical aspect of playing inside the box, but probably a prototype wheel linebacker and somebody that pairs nicely with Alex Sanford, I would think.
1: Okay. Sure. And his, and his tape reminds me of Atkinson, but like Jeffrey was saying, the long, the lengthy you know, arms, it, it kind of reminded me of him, too. I mean, he kind of has that look, the same kind of yeah. look that Atkinson had.
2: And he was a good player. Look, oh, I got snake bit on my nose, man.
1: Bro,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jessica, Jessica likes popping my nose. <laughs> speaking speaking of Jessica, yeah. <laughs> look, looking for a home in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, Alabama? Give Jessica Andrews a call at EXP Realty 704-4442. Dude, just in the last few days she sold house at above market price, above asking price. She got a full-fledged offer on another. She is an consensus five-star realtor jessica andrus with exp realty give her a call tell her we sent you man please three three four seven zero four 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 two
3: well now i know why jeff's been wearing armani suits everywhere around <laughs> in auburn. Yeah. yeah
1: sugar hey, mama hey jeffrey my cousin who is a, a realtor used to be in auburn now she's more back in the montgomery area but uh knows jessica and wanted to give a shout saying that she was uh an awesome awesome realtor oh Wisconsin. what's her name
2: Evan Taylor. Okay. Well, hey, in Montgomery, looking for a realtor?
3: Give Evan Taylor a call.
2: There That's you right.
3: go. Hey, uh, what does Evan know about the Rick Smith Golf Center at Darrell? Plug that. She wears a lot of acoustic cotton, though. I know that. Hey, look at
0: that. Look at that. Hey, look You're at working it working out later this week, Jamie. <laughs> 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 <sighs> oh,
2: what? What was the question?
3: You been working out a lot or what?
2: I've been practicing hold my breath. Mm. 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 You saw that mm. my hips.
3: <laughs> so hey, let me ask you guys, if you you got one game to go to next week. I don't even know who Miami Central plays, but Bane, Bain, you've already gone and seen. Herschel's already gone and seen. You you can got you can go see guys once in this fall period. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've already gone to see Rusan Smith. Yeah. I mean, if you got other coaches going to see Bain and your Harson, you got to make that trip, right? Oh yeah. Sure. Harson.
2: I mean, what do I know? But Harson would be me, with me when I went to see Ruben Bain.
1: That's saying he's already been to see Blackstock, right? At that yeah. point. He'll go Blackstock on Friday,
2: on Saturday.
3: That would be the day after. Okay, like so yeah. So hit
2: Reuben Bain on Friday, Blackstock on Saturday. Jay, head jump in here.
0: The only other team I could even contemplate going to, because of the number of stars that are going to be on the field are going to see ECA. If you if you make that trip because you've got Zachariah Owens on that team. Oh yeah. You Oh Eagles Eagles, it, Eagles it, Eagle Christian Landing. ECA. Didn't, didn't didn't they go last week? So Harson has it been. Oh. So if I'm Harson Auburn
2: can make multiple appearances I, at a school.
3: I, I thought it was only I think you can all the school can go. That's it. Is
0: it just the school? I thought it was the individual coach.
2: I could be wrong on that. Hey, that's in on business, and I had, um, I think, right. No, no, the coach gets, head coach gets one, assistant coaches can go up to I think two or three times.
3: Well, you, you don't. This period will end right around Thanksgiving, and then the week after the Iron Bowl is always when they can get back out and see you know kids once a week at that point. Okay.
2: Christian Robinson is going to see Alex Sanford tonight.
3: There you go. How about that? Well, that makes sense. I mean, sure. I mean, you're right there. You know, you're right there. You can, Now, the game's early, but here's the thing. If they are staying in Tupelo, which I'm at, the only other place you'd be staying in is Memphis, quite frankly. Uh, or, I don't know, Batesville's right on the highway. I don't know. I'm assuming they're flying to Tupelo. But anyway, it's a short drive, one road, straight shot, and Oxford High is, I believe, on the east side of town, if my memory's correct, I went there to get the geese. Cole, you were there. I uh, did.
1: Man. It's right
3: there. It's before you actually get into the city. Easy to get in and out.
1: Man, it's um, it's a nice nice school. They got nice facilities. Not,
3: yeah, it's not like Christian's going to be oh like yeah in the square having a few drinks. He'll go to the game. He'll get back to the hotel. They have he'll, a little. I, you can see it on
1: Alex's Twitter. I think he took a picture on it from the locker room, which is a two story mm-hmm. uh, building. Their their weight room's on the bottom. Their locker room stuff is all on the top. And they can go straight from the locker room down a bridge onto the field. And it's the coolest thing in the world to me. And I think Alex took a picture on it last time, and it
3: is awesome. New no and, elevators. And Cole, his coach, you want to tell everybody who his head coach is?
1: Yeah, yeah. Chris Cut, Cutcliffe, um, son of David Cutcliffe, the awesome coach that was at Tennessee, Duke, different places. Oh, yes. Yeah, I <laughs> missed. There you go. <laughs> um, Probably his most
0: success there I would think. Yeah. Uh,
3: by the way, Miami Central plays Miami Christopher Columbus next week and that team mm. is loaded. You so know, it makes sense to Yeah, that's a And also, by the way, while they're down there, uh they they can go stop. It. That might be an all-day trip, quite frankly. That might be one where they're hitting uh, you go to uh, American Heritage early in the day, Hollywood, mm-hmm. Chaminade, Madonna early in the day, because they can't get – Arson can't get to everybody's games, okay? And uh, yeah. Chaminade, Madonna's got Edwin Joseph, other guys. American Heritage always has guys. St. Thomas, Aquinas. Those three schools are all 15 minutes from each other, okay? Mm-hmm. Dillard's got more talent than they've had in a while. And when, you, when, in
4: in Miami, when, they're,
3: when they're in Miami, I have a feeling they will stop off at Miami Gulliver uh, which is in the southern part of town, and that is Jalen Brown, the receiver yeah. that's in the flip from LSU. So there are a lot of, uh, sorry, but phones are blowing up. Also, there's one other guy of note in Hialeah, uh, Hialeah Gardens, and that's Adrian Posse. They can stop by his school. And uh, Hialeah uh, Gardens is just, I, I mean, my text messages are blowing up right now with these alerts. <laughs> and, uh, the Hialeah, Hialeah Gardens is right near Hialeah, which is where the stadium is. I think. Think that game. I'm not sure. Let me see. It is the uh, neutral site game versus Columbus, so that probably means it's at Traspal Stadium. So real close to Adrian Posse too. So they, it, I'm sure, you know, Rockville and Tony knows the lay of the land down there. My guess is they're going to have a busy, a busy day down there. Oh in yeah. School after school. That that, that Auburn logo is going to be all in Miami Dade County all day. Would be my guess, and probably some of Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Man,
0: this
2: is. Um... This has changed so many times it's hard for me to know. I don't I think there's a max of two coaches that can go to a game. Yep. It used to not be that way, but I think it is now. So Christian Robinson, we talked about going to see Sanford tonight. He will be going to see Stanquan Clark next week, and I'm guessing either Rock or Harsh will be with him.
4: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: Next Friday night, they're going to see Reuben Bain. They're going to see Stanquan Clark next Friday night.
3: Makes a lot of sense. Okay, well, I didn't so, realize it was a max of two now. I thought it was more than
2: I think big. it is, man. I think that's why only Horace and Brumball went to Carver.
3: Hmm.
2: Because, remember, I was saying, oh, I'll taking the whole damn staff and put the other guys in the damn uh, parking lot. <laughs> By the way, worth
1: noting, maybe. And we can't um, do that. What's his name? Uh, Charles Kelly and Freddie Roach were at Quay and James's game. Last week that I went to, I talked to them. So there's
2: two from yep. Alabama. Yep, and Auburn said the head coach. So Nan and Boo Boo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does Charles Kelly coach at Alabama? Is he the he's he's the
0: associate defensive coordinator and safety? Okay,
1: school. okay. I was wondering because I, I know they were definitely
0: watching Quay and James. Well, I mean, Kelly's the lead recruiter there. He yeah. is and. Other than Zach, probably has the best relationship with that duo of anybody that's recruiting them. I mean, yeah. he he's likes out in the state, so makes sense. Right. right.
2: See the new Philip Wally?
0: For them, he is. I mean, he look, you're talking about a guy that cut his teeth, I think, as a high school coach that you follow, um, has coached all throughout the state Jacksonville State. He coached at Jack State, coached at Tennessee under Pruitt, Florida State underneath Jimbo, knows the lay of mm-hmm. the land extremely well. And his mind a lot of time. He's been, I guess, Saban's chief lieutenant as far as recruiting the state of Alabama for the last four years. So a lot of contacts in the state of Alabama through Charles Kelly.
2: Interesting. He was a walk on here, right?
0: You got it. Walk on safety under Pat from eighty six to eighty nine, I think. Did he play? I have no clue.
2: Okay. I mean he wasn't like a starter, a guy who walk on who No.
0: Nah, him and Lodney are tight, I know that. But beyond okay. that, I have no idea if he actually played.
2: Man, I tell you what, for all that's going on, um, you know, the rumors about the coaches and all that, dude, we were worried two weeks ago about the recruiting lull, the in-season recruiting lull. Man, it has picked up. That LSU game really created some momentum for Auburn, getting all those kids on campus, seeing that atmosphere, which was fantastic for Auburn. I gave it a B-minus for Auburn, and it was still an A-plus to all of those kids from Miami. But you've got – a lot of momentum with Reuben Bain. You've got Alex Sanford there in the wings, Keyshawn Blackstock. You just got a commitment from Clay Whedon. Uh, now we're Auburn's pushing a little bit more for Stanquan Clark. Yep. You've new got offer. new offer. There you go. That's that's what I – Keith, uh, what what was your boy's name last night? A yes. new edge offer from the Atlanta area.
0: Uh, what do we got here? Ezra otinger.
3: Ezra Odinger now this is a guy with 31 or 32 offers he plays in Alatoona Georgia just north of Atlanta Uh, actually decommitted from Liberty earlier in the week he's six foot four 220 pounds but having a great season nine sacks 14 tackles Mm. for loss 50 plus tackles I talked to Rock Ben Bellantoni yesterday this all just happened really quickly I said you know how long have you been talking to Auburn he said it all just happened today and that was uh and Rock told him, quote, I really like the way you play on tape. You definitely look like you'd be a good fit here. Uh, that's according to Odenjord. And um, so here's the question. You know, we were thinking, and by the way, he's going to officially visit Auburn, he says. And, and we've, I've already confirmed that that is an official visit as of right now that Auburn would welcome. And so, uh, you know, Auburn's got two edge guys committed, is in it with Russoh is in it with Quay uh, Russo, the five-star from Montgomery, in it with Reuben Bain, the uh, four-star from Miami. Now, are they, would they take five? Are they just kind of covering all their bases here in case they don't land one of those other guys? Or, five
2: from high school?
3: Or does this mean that, that Wilkie Denod is moving inside like we all assumed anyway? And that's what I thought, Keith. But okay, probably so probably listen. Probably a little bit of that and covering all your bases.
2: Let's say you take four edges, even if Denod moves down. You take four Five total, but it moves down. Aren't you gonna have to have some upperclassmen too? Aren't you gonna have to have a JUCO guy? Like who's coming back next year?
0: Yeah. Uh, right now Brooks. Yeah. And maybe Eculiota contingent. I think he's oh. got a sixth year that he can tap into as far as a COVID year Whew. concerned. I, mean, he- I don't know if that's in play or not at this point. I don't think anything
2: But he- technically he technically
3: I mean he's he a solid player. You'd think he'd be Get some really good NFL looks. Well, he got, he got
1: the,
2: a little
3: the, bit of draft
1: buzz in that. In the, the, the
2: Senior Bowl game. loves him. Yeah. Whoever that Jim Nagy or whatever his name is. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. They're gonna they're gonna definitely get somebody out of the portal. They're, I don't think so. Yeah.
2: Sure. You got to get JUCO or portal. You got uh, you don't got to, but according to my dumbass, you <laughs> seemingly need some upperclassmen.
0: You yeah. do because yeah. even if Bain and Quay, say so you get, say you get both those, you hit the right. whole, you get both of those. And they can play from day one. They don't need to start. They just need to be in the rotation. So you need if you're gonna run a two edge set like we've done all season pretty predominantly, you're gonna need at least one other guy to book in who you've got returning this year. So whether that be JUCO and like a guy like Jaden Jones is currently committed to Florida State, say you this originally from Bessemer, say you go in on somebody like that, or you find somebody in the portal, that's one hundred percent gotta be a need. You gotta reserve a spot in that class. But I think we've all talked about the fact that 30 may be the number of, of actual players that they can acquire this year or what they had projected early on. If you're only at 11 commitments right now, you got a lot of space. A lot of space. So I think you've still got room, even if you get all four of those guys.
2: And you know what? i got to thinking, Reuben Bain, Quay Russo, both of those guys are more physically ready to play in the SEC than Dylan Brooks. 100%.
3: Yeah, you know, we've been thinking ten portal spots, but man, I mean, what if there? Again, I hate you know, you know how I feel about talking about coaching change, but if there is one, you may be looking for three quarterbacks in the portal. I mean, I mean, it could you might be, have
2: you might be except for Gurner, you might be replacing your depth.
3: It could be your roster. Wild, man. I mean, just absolutely wild. But yeah, uh, linebacker. We know they want to take two out of high school, one out of the portal. Maybe mm-hmm. some experience there so I mean every almost every position I'd say tight end unless there's attrition you probably don't need somebody else right but everywhere else you may need to you know you may need, you may need something out of the portal I mean yeah, the receivers they got a lot of receivers but I don't know I mean how good are they I don't know you know what I mean is it's would you would you turn down somebody really good in the portal I mean there so it's almost every single position you know and we yeah. don't, At this point, you still don't even know exactly what attrition you're going to have just yet. You, not at all. Now, you don't know what attrition you'll have if the current staff is here, let alone another staff come in. Right.
0: You know. Well said, Keith. So a lot of things there, but anyway, back. that's
3: the Rick Smith Golf Center in the <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: What was he a uh, a guard for the Indiana Pacers?
3: Rick Smith. That's Rick Smith's The center.
0: The center. I know. <laughs> the flying Dutchman.
1: Oh. I know there was a Rick Smith that was a cheerleader at Auburn um, because he, do and you my, know that? he and my dad were good friends. got his autograph. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he was on the football team, and then he walked on, and then he ended up being a male
0: cheerleader. Look, man. Oh. That's one of time. Look, you, you, you yeah. go from you know hitting three hundred pound dudes to you know throwing one hundred and ten pound girls in the air. You know what I mean, I, it, it, look, man, I, they're I,
2: amazing too, man. Those <laughs> dudes are amazing. Hard I, to
0: get made fun of for that, right?
2: Oh, hell no. <laughs> <Phew>. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, 10, I,
2: 10. I, I i watch I watch the dudes. They're, it's amazing what they do. It is amazing, the upper body strength that they take. It, oh, yeah. It's impressive. Um, yeah,
3: you have to feel sorry for them, though, hanging out on all those road trips with all those good-looking girls. Talk about taking one for the team, you know? Uh,
2: you know, somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah. There you go. And look, so, so if anybody ever sees me at the game standing there in awe of the cheerleaders, just know I'm looking at the, the, the fellows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look, man, I, got, I experienced Jessica. The, the one of those guys. I got tossed out of the Supper Club one night. I'm talking about like Fresh Prince style by a <laughs> So, look, that's, that's legit. That's, that's man strength, dude. Yeah. Old man strength.
2: Okay, let's see. Anything we're leaving uh, on the table here?
0: No, other than do we want to get score predictions in for Ole Miss, how we see this playing out?
2: We can talk a little about the game. We've got ours in J-Head. You're the only one missing, and we, right. we will we will rehash. Keith, Keith's got it thirty three to twenty three. Okay. Cole's got a pretty good blowout going at fifty two to twenty. Okay. I've got uh, Ole Miss scoring late to make it thirty eight to seventeen. Okay. And and Zach as like Keith has a ten point game at twenty seven to seventeen. What do you see happening there, Mister Allen J. Head?
0: I got us losing twenty-eight to twenty. Okay. I do not buy Ole Miss, and I'll okay. tell you why. Their quality of their their quality wins so far. They have two wins over winning teams. One of those is a Sunbelt team in Troy, who's four and two. The other is Kentucky, who's four and two. And Will Levis got injured in the second half of that game and could not scramble. Everybody else on their schedule, Central Arkansas is two and four, Georgia Tech is three and three, and they play in a week ACC. Vanderbilt is three and three, and Tulsa is two and four. By comparison, Auburn has played five opponents with winning records, and two of those have been top ten teams. If Auburn does, and they have, if you look at the offensive explosion that Ole Miss had last week against Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's entire back end is far too slow. Ricky Wright is a starting safety for them, and he's not fast enough to play linebacker for us. I mean, I'm being honest. They have not put a full game together. I don't buy Ole Miss. I think they're going to win the game. But since they lost their starting quarterback last year, uh, and obviously that kid was phenomenal, they have not been the same offensively. I think they'll manufacture enough to put us away late, but 28 to 20. Okay. Uh, with us scoring more points than expected against the first-year uh, defensive coordinator in Chris Partridge.
2: Ooh. My, my only concern with Auburn is can they score enough points? No. That's, that, that was
1: no, – I got them right at – that. my thinking was I got them right at the – Yearly average, which is twenty points. That's what they're scoring on Auburn.
2: Well, that's funny because everybody, all of our picks have Auburn scoring between seventeen and twenty-three points. Everybody has Auburn at seventeen to twenty-three, and most everyone else has got it from twenty-seven to thirty-eight, except for Cole, who thinks, who thinks, uh, your boy yeah, Pike, yeah. Pike Row is going to go wild.
3: My and- I, I yeah. concern, I'm I'm totally in agreement with, and I mentioned this in our other show, the podcast. Uh, not sponsored by Rick Smith Golf Performance Center, unlike this one. But you know, no, it was you know they hadn't played and played very much. And uh, but my big concern with Auburn, you know, obviously the same issues we've seen all season. Along with now, I wonder where their psyche is going to be. Yeah, you know, they had goals. None of those goals are really attainable now. I mean, you could still beat Alabama, your big rival. That's really the only one left on the table. If you went out and, and beat Bama, you could go to a pretty Pretty good bowl game. You go to like uh, a, a pretty, pretty good bowl game. But their big goals are are kind of off the table and sliding off <laughs> pretty fast. And so, uh, what's your mentality going to be? And th- what we've seen is a, a hell of a lot of fight from this this team in the first half of games. I mean, mm-hmm. really. I mean, offense is all over the place. I get it, but they're wor- they they've tried hard. They put together some good drives. They've scored some points. Uh, even against Georgia, they had a, a good drive late that ended with uh, the fumble on the, the, the QB draw when nobody hit Robbie and it just popped out of his hand. So, Right. But what happens that game if they don't come out with that edge? And, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. What happens if it's 13 nothing Ole Miss in the first quarter? What? That's the flip side of this. We haven't seen that yet. So mm-hmm. that's my concern. I think Auburn can play with them and, and, and even win, quite frankly. I do think Auburn, Yeah. I do think it, I wouldn't be stunned if they win. Uh, but – you know, where are they at mentally right now? What's their head face like?
2: That's why I was sitting back just then real quick, Jay. I, uh, um, I I really believe there's a possibility Auburn can beat Ole Miss. I really do.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I just can't justify it from what I've seen, a whole body of work. Like I, I feel like if Auburn doesn't turn the ball over like they didn't against LSU until late – they've got a chance. Their defense gives them a chance. I really believe that. It's just, I just can't do it, right? I just can't make that leap to say, man, Auburn's going to finally put it all together this week and come out with more points than the other team.
0: You're right, Jeffrey. It's because we have not played a clean game yet from a turnover standpoint. Have not. I think we've lost the turnover battle in every game that we've played.
2: Significantly.
0: Right. You know, so – for us, it would take playing a complete clean game and then finding something offensively that you can hang your hat on because the best offense to this point, and you said this in the cast, has been broken plays and Robbie dropping back and making something happen with his feet. Can we do anything efficiently on the offensive side of the ball in this game to take advantage of what Ole Miss does not, provide, does not present defensively? They are not fantastic defending the pass. They're, they're not. Now, they're stout against the run, but we have receivers that can take advantages of mismatches in the, in the back end. But can Robbie be efficient enough throwing the football to take advantage of what we can get situationally in matchups? That's what I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. And so it's the maturation process for him. Is this the breakthrough game or it like Keith, Wright? Is this a game where they come out and they're mentally down? So because <clears throat> to me, this is going to be the testament of how bought in this team is to Brian Harsin. If they come out and they fight like they started in the first half against Georgia, and we don't make boneheaded calls on fake punts and everything else, man, you know what I mean, to you know to keep the game close or to keep the games within arm distance reach, then I think you're going to see a team that's going to start to believe a little bit. But you need to have a clean game. You can't turn the ball over, and you've got to find some core offense that you can build on. We just haven't done that.
2: Zach in the back says Auburn's still a 15-point dog. Over and under is 55, so nothing much has changed there since, I guess, yesterday. He's got a question, though, from a YouTube uh, guy. Someone asked, do you guys think Ole Miss is Auburn's best chance for an SEC win on the schedule? And I think he means another SEC win. Right? going Auburn beat Missouri?
3: I'll say no. I think Arkansas. Arkansas. i say Arkansas. I don't know what Arkansas team you're going to get. They may have turned it back around then. Their whole season – That one fumble on the goal line against A&M, one play Mm. derailed
0: that whole season. I don't like the matchup with Arkansas, if I'm being honest. I I just don't. And traditionally, Auburn has played extremely well in Oxford and against Ole Miss, I think 35-11 and all-time against Ole Miss. It's not nearly that lopsided against Arkansas. And something about Kendall Bryle scares me in that game, even though he's had a, a bad year calling plays to some degree. But if they've got a healthy quarterback, I don't like that matchup for us, even though we're playing in Jordan-Hare.
1: Yeah, and and, I mean, I don't really like a lot of matchups for Auburn right now. But I really don't care for the Ole Miss one just because their pass rush is really good and their running game is really good. So that's that's the two things that have me going. It could really get out of hand. And I'm kind of like Jeffrey a few weeks ago, like, I mean, I could see anything along the spectrum happening. I really good.
2: Except I mean, for Auburn blowing them out.
0: Yeah, the proof of concept. Well, yeah, I don't want to say that. Again. Yeah, that's not going to happen.
2: <laughs> so, so, don't like – I mean, shit, if I keep hitting my chin on the mic, I apologize. Uh, you've got Mississippi State, which doesn't really – that's not a bad matchup, right? Very. Bad matchup. You've got A&M, which I just don't think the dogs, the dudes are there to stay in Contention with AM, same for Bama. Then you've got Ole Miss and Arkansas. So maybe those are the best two chances you've got in another win, SEC win. Yeah. And let's see. Arkansas is at home in two yes. weeks.
3: So is A and M, by the way. A- not, a- it's
2: not not a doubleheader. Th- they're the next week. No,
3: no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Question is how many losses has Auburn swallowed b- before each of these games, and where does the psyche at? Well,
2: I was going to say, what do you think the line is on that game? Arkansas comes to town in two weeks. What do you think the line is on that game? What do you think the line will be on that game? Maybe
3: do you think Auburn healthy, will?
2: Tim oh. I'll
1: say seven, seven for Arkansas.
2: What was LSU? Three or four? Three?
0: I, it was a three point game. Three. But half. was
2: the I think the line was that too. Yep. Or no, it was seven, wasn't it?
0: Was it no, it was three. It was Okay. Three. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah.
2: And they ended up winning by four?
0: Something around that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I think Vegas has been pretty accurate on score predictions mm-hmm. with regard to Auburn this year.
1: I don't think Auburn's covered the spread yet either.
0: Oh God.
1: I, I think they may have maybe. Well, no, they haven't.
2: No, they had a thirty. They had thirty. They had a thirty-point lead when they kicked off against Georgia and lost it.
0: Yeah. Did did we call lost it? it
2: lo, lost forty-two to forty.
1: When you put it like that.
0: <laughs>
2: Auburn was up thirty to nothing when they started and ended up losing forty-two to forty.
4: Oh man. Ooh.
2: That one's uh, that's tough. Well, uh, I feel like we're getting closer to knowing some things on the athletic director. Justin wrote. Justin I Hogan guess. wrote could could potentially be in the next week or two. Auburn is one of five against the spread, says Zach in the back. Covered the eight. Oh, it was. I told you it was seven or eight for against LSU. I think it moved up to nine
1: at one point. That's right. Okay, <laughs> that's two.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, yep. Doing. It? Oh,
2: athletic director. Yeah.
0: Yeah, doing multiple interviews with athletic director uh, candidates this week. They are obviously that's where the emphasis is for President Roberts and the rest of the board of trustees. I think is to get that solidified so that they can make decisions regarding their future, whatever that may be.
2: And and that might help, and it might have zero effect on any coaching changes. We all agree that man, we don't know when, but it would be absolutely shocking if Brian Harson was a coach at Auburn come December 1st yeah
3: yeah. no yeah. no
2: idea when I, I don't know if that's contingent on the AD being hired I don't know I have no idea I don't I don't I don't think that anybody does I think you can you can read the tea leaves sure. but I mean he, he, he could be let go Sunday I don't know I, I have no idea
0: you no, know, it could be. could make it to A&M. could make it to the end of the season. It really right. depends on the product on the field and how that plays itself out.
2: This weekend is the first of three opportunities that if I were a betting man, I would say these three opportunities are where he would, if he's going to get fired, and we all believe he will, or let go, I should say. Yep. The, this is the first of three opportunities. This Sunday before the bye week, the week after the A&M game in three yep. weeks, or keep him until November 27th after the Iron Bowl. Got it. I think then this is the first of the three. So, uh, we'll see what happens, man. And, and I feel like we've uh, give everything a pretty good little once over. Yep. A lot of things going on, man. A lot of things recruiting wise going on. We'll, we'll be we'll be following it all on at Auburn Live on three. Hey, and if you're watching this show on YouTube, which most of you are, please click on that Auburn Live page. Give us a subscribe, a like. I don't know how it helps, but it does. And, um, again, if you're not a member of Auburn Live on 3, man, you're absolutely missing out. Go give us a try. One week for free, 50% off right now for an annual subscription. It's absolutely a steal. Appreciate everybody listening. Y'all stay tuned all weekend. We'll have game coverage. We'll have recruiting coverage. We've got uh, more stuff coming out. I'm sure the coaches will be busy next weekend. All going to be covered at Auburn Live on 3. Thanks again, everybody. We appreciate it. For Jay head for Cole, for Keith, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee.
4: Stay out
2: of the left lane.
4: See ya.